Hey guys, Zach and Nate here from Eternal Dirtles. We've really enjoyed making this podcast for you over the past few months and wanted to let you know that we're on Patreon. Yeah, so we're offering uh, some rewards for uh, for being one of our patrons. And uh, basically what we're doing is putting that money all back into the podcast just to make it a little bit better for you. Some of the things we're doing are you know, taking some, uh, some uh, continuing education classes about broadcasting and also uh, upgrading our equipment and stuff like that. Yeah, so uh, you can search for us by just searching Eternal Dirtles on Patreon or going to patreon.com slash Eternal Dirtles. And uh, every little bit just helps us produce more content for you. Cool. Thanks, guys. Welcome to Eternal Dirtles. I'm your host as always, Zach Clark, and with me as always is Nathan Golia. Hey, Nate, how's it going? Pretty good. I am coming to you live from Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah, you got there. <laughs> I did barely get here today. I flew from uh, Salt Lake to Cincinnati after a four-hour delay, then drove through the icy hills of Kentucky <laughs> to get to the to get to Louisville. So, looking forward to it's Thursday, I guess, before the Grand Prix for our listeners and. Uh, Tomorrow we'll hit some grinders, and then the main event is Saturday. Awesome. So uh, I guess we should start off by talking about uh, some of these spoilers that happened. Let's just go right into Carrie Carrie Zeb because we were just talking about it right before we started recording. Yeah, this isn't the best. This isn't the best card, but okay. So Carrie <laughs> Zeb, Skyship Reader, one in a red for a legendary creature, human pirate. Uh, it is a one three with first strike and menace. Whenever Carrie Zeb, Skyship Reader attacks, create a legendary two one red monkey creature. Token named Ragavan that's tapped and attacking. Exile the token end of combat. I got a real problem with this being a 1 3. Yeah, like, come on. <laughs> it's right? got first strike and menace. Like, and why does red have a 1 3? That makes no sense. Like, okay, look, if it was a 1 4, I'd be happy. If it was a 2 2, I'd be like, this is fine. If it was a friggin' uh, 3 1, I would be like, this is great. Yeah, I guess it's too good to attack for five with your two drop. Yeah, I don't know. I just think this card. I just, it's just like I just landed, and this is the first thing I saw when I landed. And I can't believe that they that they that they're creating this legendary monkey token. This might not be for legacy guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with no. I'm uh, that's a that's a hard pass for me. Yeah, but there were some. Pre- I actually been pretty impressed with this set. I think there's a lot of interesting ideas. Yeah, uh, even for legacy. Uh, you want to go right into the marquee card? So Let's. far, at least. Yeah. Fatal Push is a one black mana instant. Destroy target creature if it has converted mana cost two or less. Revolt. Revolt is a keyword ability that is uh, impacted by whether or not a permanent you control left the battlefield this turn. Destroy that creature if it has converted mana cost four or less instead. God, man, can can Rug get something like on this level? So that like it has a playable legacy card. This is amazing. This card is amazing. Well, I mean, Rug has Lightning Bolt. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like it. Just need like Rug needs something else. You get you give like Black a card like this, and it's just like right, just amazing as far as like legacy playable card that is not too pushed for standard or modern necessarily, but it's like perfect for legacy. 
I think this thing's going to shake up modern in a big way. Yeah. Actually. Yeah, of <laughs> um, course. I mean, like, just being able to just kill a Tarmogoyf for one for one black mana is amazing, right? And to kill anything and infect yeah, and infect all these fast decks. Yeah. Um, so what makes this card so great for Legacy? Well, it's an instant. Let's start there. It's a one mana right. instant, yeah. It's a one mana instant. It can kill uh, so many just great utility creatures, like, without even, like, proccing Revolt, right? Like... It right. gets rid of Deathrite Shaman. It gets rid of uh, any any sort of elf. It gets rid of Tarmogoyf. Uh, you know, like one man away to kill Thalia. Thalia. How about Stoneforge Mystic? Bob. You know, like man, this card's great for that stuff. So, in my opinion, so I, we'll talk a little bit more about this later. But I'm playing four color mid range at the Grand Prix this weekend, most likely. The reason I'm not playing just Bug is because. Letting them untap with a Deathrite Shaman is like death. And Erupt Decay exists, but Erupt Decay is two mana, and that's one that's one turn too late to kill Deathrite. It's one turn too late to kill Mom, which is a huge problem. And it's three mana to kill Thalia. I mean, just those three creatures. Mm-hmm. Being able to nuke them on the first turn around days uh, is, is pretty important. So I'm happy by that. What do you think about Revolt as, a, as an ability? I think... So, Re- Revolt triggers just again when a permanent you control leaves the battlefield, you get the boost. I think revolt's kind of great as far as like again like having a, a keyword that is relevant for standard. It's not always going to turn on for standard, and is like perfect for legacy and modern because you have fetch lands. You have, you know, just there's so much that you can uh, do that makes this card like fair in in a newer format and amazing in a in a later format. So, yeah, uh, Revolt triggers when you, any permanent leaves the battlefield, which means that it triggers on something getting swords to plow shared or exiled another way. Or when your uh, monkey token leaves the battlefield. When your monkey token leaves the battlefield, that's true, yep. <laughs> um, when you Cabal Therapy someone with a goblin token, it triggers. I think the number one is going to be Fetch Lands. Yeah, of course. Wasteland is number two, and number three would be Sensei's Divining Top. Yep. That leaves the battlefield when you draw a card off of it. Uh, I'm pretty excited by that, by that as well. I think that... Uh, it's it's all it's it's funny because someone had said somewhere I forget where so sorry if I'm not giving credit but like if they put revolt on like an ancestral recall it's just going to be treasure cruise too yeah oh my god <laughs> just, this, 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 yeah it's as it's as dangerous as delve but it doesn't seem like it's really broken right now with anything that's come out and I think this card is going to be the be, be really great for legacy I would just like to see more black uh, more it, it you're so incentivized to play lightning bolt. And you're so incentivized to play Abrupt Decay, and you always got to play him in the same deck, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it just makes it hard. So, stuff on the mana. We could see some cool decks that are now able to handle creatures. And, and I mean, I know Disfigure existed. Disfigure never killed Tarmogoyf, and it never killed, for example, Knight of the Reliquary. Yeah. You know, or something like that, right? So, good card. I'm glad it exists. It's pretty much the perfect card. That, and it, it puts a premium too on cards like True Name and uh, Gurmag Angler. Don't get hit by it. Be and to see how that and like it does, it does help uh, Mongoose a little bit. So I'm not, I'm not totally hateful. That's that. a, that's actually a great point. It's another card that is not hit by this, and if this card starts seeing heavy play, that's an opportunity for among the mongoose to come back, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, so right above this card and on the Mythic Spoiler, here's another black card. It's called Gifted Aetherborn. It is black, black, creature, Aetherborn vampire for a 2-3 with death touch and lifelink. 
So it's a non-flying uh, Nighthawk. For two mana. I don't think this card is going to do a lot, but I, I... It's funny, like, if it was flying, it would be great. Obviously, it would have to cost one more. Um, but, you know, it's it's something that you could you could use in, like, some sort of suicide black deck. Probably yeah. not. But, you know, two mana, two three is pretty good. It's a good rate. So... Yeah, not much to say about that. I guess yeah. I just uh, I, I always like playing I always like playing like suicide black decks, and I'm always looking for something that uh, that will bring it back. That's probably not it. You know, I, so I've been thinking about uh, Heart of Kieran. Heart of Kieran. Okay, let me find that. Okay, Heart of Kieran, two mana, legendary artifact vehicle with flying and vigilance. Uh, the crew cost is three for a four four creature. But you may remove a loyalty counter from a planeswalker you control rather than play rather than pay Heart of Kiron's crew cost. So I was thinking about this uh this card and you know, I was like, eh, this is fine, like if you're attacking or something, or like if you wanna you know you know, it, it has it has the features of an aggressive card, but really what I was thinking about it was how great this card is in a meta where Smuggler's Copter is like a problem, right? Yeah. So, like, one of the reasons that smugglers, one of the reasons that people aren't really playing with planeswalkers is because smugglers' copter is really hard to get rid of, and if you're a planeswalker, you can't really kill it. It becomes a real problem, right? Um, this card's great because it, 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 one, it has vigilance, so that that's great. So it's going to be untapped anyhow. But you can instead of like losing a planeswalker, you can just lose a loyalty from the planeswalker to block. Now your opponent's not going to attack. Uh, with his smuggler's copter, if you have heart of Kieran in play and a planeswalker with two loyalty, right? Yeah. Like there's no reason for him to lose his smuggler's copter unless he needs to draw on this card, a card. So just this card existing and being able to be like, uh, turned on by your planeswalker allows your planeswalkers to live. And for two mana, it's pretty good. And that's not just in standard. That's also in modern and, and possibly in legacy as well. I haven't really seen smuggler's copter make it into legacy, but I think Heart of Kirin is a card that could possibly see play in Legacy. Well, I guess if you, well, what's the best? What's the biggest Planeswalker in Legacy? That would be Jace, right? Yeah. So you can plus a Jace, which puts two counters on him, and then you have this back to, to defend Jace um, if you need to, mm -hmm. and that is somewhat relevant with something like uh, Reality Smasher, um, or even Thought Not Seer, you know? Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, just having something that's big that you can that you can pull off, but by, by yeah, your opponent's uh, not going to want to attack yours. into your heart of Kirin with his thought not seer, so that you draw a card. Yeah, you know, like that. Th this card is is just just good enough that like I think it's it's a role player, especially I mean, especially in standard, it's a role player. Like you yeah. can actually play a control deck, and this card is is a want for control decks. Yep. Um, let's see. Okay. Uh, this is one we were talking about a little bit earlier. Let's see if I can find it. Um, it's guys get that legend. Sorry, sorry, everybody. I can't find this. Uh, what's that legendary artifact called that we were talking about that earlier? Is what I'm looking for right now. Uh, <laughs> it appears to not be on Mythic Spoiler. Sorry, everybody. One, one mana. Oh, that's bizarre. How did that not make it on there? Okay, let's find it over here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there it is. Uh, Hope of Hope of Gearport. Hope of Gearport. Yep, that's it. Okay. So it's a one-mana uh, flying yeah, legendary artifact okay. creature. Oh, uh, it's yep. a Thopter. 
and uh, it has flying to one one, and uh, you can sacrifice this until the end of your next turn. The end of your next turn, not just this turn. The end of your next turn. Uh, target player who was dealt damage by Heart of Gear Four can, or Gear Poor cannot cast non-creature spells, so he can only cast creature spells. Yeah, I, some people. This is this has been pretty controversial since it appeared. I mean, it's a one mana one one flyer. <laughs> That's pretty much like a baseline. Yeah, it's a flying man. Creature. That's fine. Yeah. Um, I guess the real question is like, how relevant is this ability? And it's funny because I look at it and I was like, "Well, this is good against Storm," but most people were saying this is good in Storm, right? Mm-hmm. As, as sort of a replacement for the uh, for the um, Xanted Swarm. Yeah. I don't. I don't see it. I don't. I don't know. I just feel like you got to connect with it, and then it's gone. And then yeah, you I mean, do something I with it that turn. I, I wouldn't play this if if I was playing Storm. I wouldn't play this over Xanted Swarm. Xanted Swarm is is so good for so many reasons, and and you can play it turn after turn after turn and get, still get your value. Yeah, you know. Um, but um, playing this in modern, say, uh, in Affinity against Infect uh, or against Death Shadow. Yeah. Um, it, both of those are decks that are pretty pretty spell heavy. Um, and sure, putting out creatures is important for those decks, but the the spell component of those decks is is a very large part of what they're trying to do. Um, also against other, you know, like you could just play this in burn and use it as like a one, one for one that gets in, uh, it picks off for a couple of points of damage. And then that turn that you're just going to blow it out. Um, you sacrifice this guy after you attack and just kill your opponent. Yeah. It was like fire, a couple of fire blasts or something yeah. that you don't want countered. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I could see that being, I mean, if Bomat Courier was seeing play, in in burn, yeah. I'm sure this could see some play as a defensive card that you know just has random upside. Um, I don't. It doesn't work in response to something. Oh, I guess yeah. You can't like no. Yeah, I mean, once something's turn. on the stack, it's on the stack. Yeah. Well, I think it's a cool effect. I I think it would be interesting if you could recur it, but that's probably just worse than playing Sanctum Prelate on some number. But uh, yeah. I like I like cool recursion cards. Uh, um, Alicia, who smiles at death, yeah, recurs yeah, yeah, this. Yeah. This is true. <laughs> that was the one thing I saw. Uh, there's also tortured existence, which has been an engine in the past and legacy. So you never know. Maybe there's a critical mass of cool sacrifice and bring back cards that do something. But this is a, this is a, it'll be an interesting to see card to see if people give it a shot in various decks that can use a defensive measure like that. Um, okay. There was one I, I, uh, I really liked. And here it is. Efficient Construction. Three and a blue for an enchantment. Whenever you cast an artifact spell, create a 1-1 colorless Thopter artifact creature token with flying. So, my first thought with this was like, this is sort of like a backup for your Paradoxical Outcome deck in Vintage. It's the same cost, casting cost as Paradoxical Outcome, so you already are planning to play that. And if you like play this on the first turn, and then next turn you have a Paradoxical Outcome, even if just for two, you're creating two one ones. That's some pressure to put on the opponent. Um, I don't know. I think that's that's a cool idea. The other thing I was thinking was uh, Sensei's Divining Top. Like you just flip your top and replay it every turn, and you just get a one-one every time you do that. Pick up equipment, 
can pick up Anthem effects. Might be an opportunity there for a deck. Also, if you have this out with Aluren, um, you can just make infinite guys, but you probably are winning anyway. Yeah, I guess yeah. that only happens if they extract your Parasitic Strix, and you don't have a Parasitic Strix, and you just bounce a Baleful Strix, and just draw your entire deck and make infinite dudes. I think that'd be awesome, but never going to happen. What do you think about this one? Um, I, I, I'm i going to go with a hard pass on this one. Um, I, I think that it's it's an interesting card for uh, a, a, that it's an uncommon, but I I think there are better ways to end the game in if you're a Paradoxical Outcome deck in Vintage. Um, just, you know, the game is, generally if you cast Paradoxical Outcome, you can end the game, like, almost right there if you're playing the right kind of deck. Um, but, you know, uh, I think that this card might be able to see play in, in Modern or, uh, Standard. Standard, definitely. Like, you know, you can, you can do a lot of funky stuff in Standard where you're just like, oh, I have 20 guys now. Yeah. Go. (laughs) Hopefully you don't kill them, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's probably right. Uh, someone pointed out to me that uh, Dr. Spy Network exists and is probably better. But uh, So maybe I was wrong, but I kind of like... I don't know. I'll probably pick up two of these and put them as a two-of in some deck. They're uncommon, like I said. In fact, a lot of the cards in this deck are in a set that are interesting or uncommon, yeah. which is great. Um, let's talk about a couple of cards with Improvise. Improvise is basically Artifact Convoke. So you tap an artifact for one mana to cast a spell. All your artifacts um, are moxes now. <laughs> right. So what do you think about that? I I guess there are a couple of things I think, but I wonder if you think the same if you think the same thing. It's like a less broken affinity, right? That and it's also a less broken convoke. Yeah. Also, uh, a lot of artifact a lot of artifacts you play, you play because they tap for mana. Yeah. So it's sort of like oh for sure yeah yeah like it'd be kind of funny to like tap a mana crypt for improvise and it's not and it's only literally tapping for colorless right it's, yes it's and not it, even it's it's not even colorless it's generic mana yeah and I think that there are colored artifacts in this block the gear hulks are colored artifacts they just must have really not wanted you to be able to do that yeah because that would have made baleful strix and starless agent really interesting right yeah. A dual land and a card that draws a card plus blocks your opponent's Grizzle brand. <laughs> yeah, they're dual, yeah, dual lands that come with stuff, right? Also, all the like, improvised cards would not hit off Shardless Agents. You don't have to worry about accidentally casting them. Uh, Reverse Engineer is a three blue-blue sorcery with improvise. Draw three cards. This, it's got the magic, it's got the magic uh, rules text. Yeah, it, unfortunately, it's a sorcery. Yeah. Um, if this was an instant, man, I would almost think about playing it in Vintage. Um, right, problem is, yeah. The problem is is that, still, uh, I probably wouldn't play it in Vintage, not in my deck, because all my artifacts are tapping for mana anyhow, so it doesn't really change anything. What about Versus Thoughtcast? In a, in a, like, That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, I would just add another Thoughtcast. I play three right now, I would just add a fourth. Yeah. Well, you know, draw three cards is there. Um, uh, where's it okay. Uh, Were of Invention, X, triple blue, instant, with improvise. Search your library for an artifact card with converted mana cost X or less. Put it on the battlefield and shuffle your library. This is Court of Artifacts. <laughs> it is, yeah, it is actually Court of Artifacts. Um, this card could see play. It's super interesting. Um, and, I, I man, I just wish that there was some way to produce... Like 
colored mana with your uh with your artifact. Um but this this has the potential to be like vintage playable even. Like for five mana you could go snag your time vault and then untap and win. Yes, and four mana gets you a voltaic key. It's also a three mana instant speed. Now I have my lotus next turn. Yeah. Especially with the paradoxical outcome decks, like which can probably produce three blue with Academy. Oh yeah, easy. You know, easy, easy. <laughs> you know, you get your Lotus or your Mana Crypt. So you basically ramp with it on their turn, and then you have that for your outcome next turn. Um, I think triple blue might be just too much. Yeah, but uh, I mean, they, they definitely were uh, had in mind that like this is going to be stupid in in uh, vintage if it costs like you know stroke of genius. Oh wow, my uh, my uh, TV just turned on. Yep. Oh wait, never mind. <laughs> that was creepy. It was actually someone running the water next to him. Sorry, everybody. Just thought I heard static. Um, okay, battle at the bridge. X and a black sorcery. Improvise. Target creature gets minus X minus X until end of turn, and you gain X life. Um, this probably isn't going anywhere. But yeah, I X just don't see this being fun. played in in Legacy at all. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Never mind. Okay, <laughs> release the gremlins. XX and a red sorcery. This is not of improvise. Um, but it's XX and a red sorcery. Destroy X target artifacts. Create X22 red gremlin creature tokens. It's definitely got the best name of a card in this set. Yep, release the gremlins. Um, three mana to destroy an artifact and get a 2-2, two, two, huh? Well, that's basically... Um, that's that's at, at worst, right? Like, Tabi Orangutan. Yeah. That's what a Tabi Orangutan is. So that's been played. That's a that's a thing you could do. Reclamation Sage is also that. It's not uh-huh. red. Um uh-huh. it doesn't it doesn't scale up. Um, um okay, wait, let's let's think about it like this. Um would I play this in rug as a answer to chalice? Would you? <laughs> that's a good question. I, I don't know. I think I might, you know, like that's that gets around it gets around chalice. It even gets around Chalice for two. Yep. Right. That's true. I get I get a card. You know, I draw a card when it happens. Right. It. You know. It. Uh, it's an interesting card. I. I don't know that uh, it's a. It's a must, but it's an. It's an option. Well, anything that can destroy a Chalice for one, I think, is worth talking about. You never know. Scaling up, how important that is. Yeah, I mean, um, man. It, I mean, it doesn't happen very often that you get five mana in in rug, but. If if you got if you were able to take out two artifacts that were relevant and you could uh, get two you know four power that's that's not bad. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. Yehenny's expertise. Two black black sorcery. All creatures get minus three minus three until end of turn. You may cast a card with converted mana cost three or less from your hand without paying its mana cost. Um, this is, I think this is going to see some play. I think someone will try and do something with this because it's a sweeper and then you drop Lily. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I just saw this and I think this is a card that might even be playable. The Greenbelt Rampager. Greenbelt Rampager. It's a, it's a one mana elephant, uh, as a three, four when it comes into play. You get two energy. You pay two energy. Oh, it enters the battlefield. You pay two energy. Oh, that's no good. 
Well, if you can, it bounces back to your hand and you get one energy. Yeah, but you need energy so, to start out with to, to even get this card going. Well, it's basically more. like turn one, forest this, bounce, you get an energy. Turn two, forest this, bounce, forest this. I thought you got <laughs> this for two turns and then uh, when it back, goes back to your hand, it, it, it gives you an energy. I was like, oh, then you get it for three turns after that. But uh, no, it's a one, it's a, it is a one mana three four if you have two energy. But yeah, yeah I don't I don't think it's going anywhere. Um, there was another there's another undercosted green creature. Um, was it revolt? Yes, here it is. Green wheel liberator. This is a two one. It's an elf. Uh, elf warrior. Green re- re- green wheel liberator enters the battlefield with two plus one plus one counters on it. If a permanent you control left the battlefield this turn. So it comes in as a two mana four three. Yeah, it's a four if you, three. Ooh. Well, you fetch you fetch into a four three. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not good against uh, Lightning Bolt. Not good against and Lightning Bolt. Doesn't really line up well against Tarmogoyf. You know. Yeah, it's one of those. It's tough, and it's it doesn't really have great elf synergy, so it's not no, great as an elf. But it is, like, it is interesting they put these two uh, pretty big cheap green creatures in here. They're, they're, they're they continue to try and give you budget alternatives to Tarmogoyf. I mean that is a, uh, a green belt rampager wants to be stompy. Yep. I wish uh, there was some. I mean, you could do fun stuff like play uh, that tutor for a basic land that gives you energy, and then play this next turn, which is probably what people will do with it in standard. Yeah. But you it's can keep like your land. Well, like those green stompy decks that don't want to play a lot of lands. Yeah, it's just like know? come on, one one mana for a three four that you can't actually play for one mana. It's just like come on, like it's like being like, oh well, you there's a twelve twelve that costs one mana. Like come on, <laughs> right? You know? Well, technically, I mean, it always costs at least two mana. <laughs> I guess you can like for two mana, you could play this and then stifle the uh, return trigger. Oh, that's true. You could just stifle it. I mean, but then you're just like that's just a worse stifle knot. It's a really bad stifle knot, right? Like, then but you don't need to stifle it. Yeah, right. Just hold on a second. I'm, I'm thinking about this now. Like, I guess you never play this over mongoose unless they like they might have rest in peace. So then, if you have, if they have rest in peace, you, you play this. You board still these in. Oh. <laughs> board these in with your stifles, and I guess you could have just stifled the rest in peace trigger. Never mind. But it's a 3-4 from when it comes down. You don't have to wait for it to grow. Yeah. Um, all the expertises are interesting. Um, all the expertises allow you to play free cards. Um, Saram's expertise is four mana, two white-white, creates three ser- servo artifact creature tokens, and then you get a card with converted mana cost three or less. Um I'm sure there's some there's gonna be there's something you can do with that, but it's probably just worse than playing like Jace for four mana on Legacy yeah. or something, or even like Elspeth. Um, Kari's Dev, our friend from the earlier in the show, has an expertise that allows you to gain control of target creature or vehicle. Uh, it's a whatever array of command. Yeah, it's a array of command and that you, can cast Kari's Dev. Yeah, it's a array of command. <laughs> they can all cast Kari's Dev. They can all cast their their person. Rishkar's uh, expertise is a four green green draw cards equal to the greatest power among creatures you control and you get a free five drop. I'm sure my friends in the Nick Fit uh, experimentation community will try and find some use for this. You don't even need to draw. I mean, it's <laughs> I don't know. I guess you know, so you don't need to draw cards, get the free five drop, but I guess you could have just tapped your lands for it. 
Um, Baral's expertise, three blue blue. Return up to three target artifacts and or creatures throw under his hands, and you get a uh, converted mana cost four or less card. So that is a way to bounce creatures and then play Jace. Yeah. I just, man, I wish this that was an instant. I guess I wish <laughs> any of these pretty... were instants, right? Like, that's the idea. Like you could They just... would be so brutal if they were instants. Yeah. I guess you well, could play talk... uh, Quicken. Yeah. Let's talk about Baral, Chief of Compliance. He is also in the set. Uh, Baral, Chief of Compliance, is one in a blue for a legendary creature, Human Wizard. Mm-hmm. It's a 1-3. Instant and sorcery spells you cast cost one generic mana less to cast. Whenever a spell or ability you control counters a spell, you may draw a card. If you do, discard a card. God, if this just said you may draw a card, I would be like, I'm slotting this into rug and see, see what happens. Even, well, this even is... still not the worst because cycling in rug is not terrible because you can yeah. still, you know, get your graveyard going. Well, unfortunately, you don't get a lot of value in rug off that first clause. But this this blocks and kills Thalia while living and negates her tax, which I think okay, okay, it's yeah. something. Um, I guess the question is whether or not you play it as a sideboard card in Storm or something like that, or you just play your Abrupt Decay. Yeah, <laughs> now Abrupt yeah. Decay will cost three under Thalia. So, I mean, there's that. In the modern Storm deck, though, this seems really awesome. It seems better than Electromancer. It is definitely better than Electromancer. Um, I don't either. Just because it's only one color. Yeah. Um, not that you won't ever, you know, like, you never really have trouble getting your getting your red mana in that deck. Um, but, I mean, it, it could even be, like, Electromancer three and four instead of just playing, you know, four Electromancer. Yeah. Um, you'll never be countering anything, really. I mean, you can, but that's not really where you want to be in Storm. I don't know if blocking a 2x is relevant compared to Electromancer. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's still, it's not like people are playing Shock. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, they both get, they both get nabbed by Bull. I'm just trying to think if blocking a 2x is relevant in Modern. I guess the only one would be Dark Confidant. Um, and there's rarely a time when you're going to ever be like, well, would I rather block this thing and hope that my guy lives or just take the damage and pray that <laughs> yeah. like, my opponent doesn't have a pump spell to kill me? You know, like yeah. either way, you're in bad shape. It's very, it's almost, it's almost perfectly positioned against Thalia, which is so weird. Um, just that it, it negates the tax and blocks and kills her, which is interesting, but um does not i mean it, it'll be something to keep an eye on that that second clause it's weird because it's it's the two clauses that almost don't really seem to have anything to do with each other yeah like how many instants or sorcery spells really cost generic mana and legacy that are played on the regular i mean can you think of any yeah <laughs> like all the cantrips before yeah you never need right exactly now uh, this now on the other hand Insight. I hard cast. I hard cast Force of Will all the time, and it would be four mana to hard cast it, and you get to loot. But I probably only hard cast it when I have another card in my hand. So. Intuition, you know, uh, show and tell. Show and tell is a good one, and you counter spells in that deck as well. Yeah. And it will just, it'll just, you know, it'll put pressure on your opponent. I mean, because the thing is, like, you have this in play. It's blocking their Thalia, and it's negating it. 
and everything costs one less, which means you do get to get your intuition off for one and a, and a blue. For three, show and tells also cost one and a blue. So, how do you feel about this in like say like a control deck that just wants a wall early on and doesn't mind playing this card and getting some value out of the draw on this card? Well, I mean, <laughs> it's interesting. You can get some good value off of this in Legacy with Days and Force. I mean, you're going to counter stuff for free. And if they try to... a counterbalance, actually. It says Spell or Ability. Right. I kind of feel like that's a, an idea, but it, in, in, <laughs> I mean, that's... in practice, it wouldn't really matter. Yeah, like, who would care? To, that you loot with your counterbalance. Now, on the other hand, you see what the card is, and if you don't like it, you just draw and discard it. Off counterbalance. <laughs> this is true, right? You can just spin out yeah. your deck. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that, that's a thing you can do. Somebody wake um, Tim up. <laughs> yeah, right. He asked me for Anvil before he got off the elevator. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. That, that's a, it's a card with two abilities that are not really linked, but could do something with them. Um, and uh, it's, it's relevant. I mean, there's a lot of these taxing effects going around between... Yeah. Thalia and Thorn of Amethyst appearing in different I places. I mean, yeah, I don't hate this card. I think uh, it, it's it's in, an interesting card that might not necessarily have a role yet, but it could become important as time goes on. Yep. Um, let's see anything anything else? I don't think there's anything that's a lot yeah. of these cards. They feel they spoil a lot of cards. <laughs> oh, well, um, that's because the spoiler week is a week now. Oh, it is. It's not two set. weeks of spoilers. It's just one week oh. of spoilers. So we're getting in the whole set tomorrow? Uh, maybe. That'll be big news. Um, oh, we did spoil shock for this. Oh, I guess we should talk about these Planeswalkers. Uh, Tezzeret the Schemer. Two blue and a black for Planeswalker Tezzeret with five loyalty. Plus one. Create a colorless artifact token named... Lotus Ethereum Petal. Cell. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is a Lotus Petal. Created, created a Lotus Petal, but it's called Ethereum, so. Yeah. Minus two, target creature gets plus X, minus X until end of turn, where X is the number of artifacts you control. Minus seven, you get an emblem with, at the beginning of combat on your turn, target artifact you control becomes an artifact creature with base power and toughness 5-5. Five, five. So um, this, this is... card can make Lotus Petals, possibly kill a creature, and its ultimate doesn't necessarily win you the game, it just creates... It takes your Lotus Petals and makes them 5-5s? Five Forever. It's not slow to turn. Yeah. But yes, that's what it does. Um, I'm looking at all the other Tezzerets, and I think this is worse than both of them. <laughs> but Yeah. I mean, even the even the best the best named Tezzeret, I think this is worse than. Tezzeret Master of Metal, which yeah, is also dude. from this set. I think this is worse <laughs> than, than Tezzeret Master of Metal. I would rather pay the six mana for Tezzeret Master of Metal, I feel like. Yeah. Um, Tezzeret Master of Metal is in the Planeswalker decks. Um, so it's like supposed to be slightly underpowered. It's a four blue and a black for a five loyalty Planeswalker Tezzeret plus one reveal cards from the top of your library. And so you get an artifact, put it into your hand and the rest in the bottom of your library in a random order. Minus three target opponent loses life equals the number of artifacts you control. Minus eight gain control of all artifacts and creatures target opponent controls. Yeah. I mean this thing, like the irony about this thing is that it's plus one. I mean, in the, in the te- with Tezzeret Agent of Bolas, um, you very often plus one, then next turn, ultimate, and then the game is over. Yeah. This is plus one, and then 
you could like double ultimate in a way. You won't gain the life, but you probably don't ultimate Tezzeret Agent of Bolas unless you win the game when he's at four. I should say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I've seen it done to to stay alive. Four blue and a black. On the other hand, the Tezzeret deck is playing a lot of mana. This could be like the fifth Tezzeret. Is it better than Tezzeret the Seeker in that deck? It's hard well, to say. Tezzeret, Tezzeret the Seeker is pretty good. Yeah, well, it's pretty good in Vintage when you minus zero and get a Lotus or minus two and get a Time Vault. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just think uh, the untapping the two artifacts in, in Legacy isn't so important. Um, so. It's, the, it's the ultimate that's that's huge. Like get it, Turning all your guys into 5-5s five for a turn is a lot of times enough that if your opponent doesn't respect it, he's dead. That's true. So it is plus one, then ultimate, and win. Yeah, this comes down to five, and you draw a card immediately, and it goes to six. It is probably better. It, it, it is probably better than the uh, Schemer, in a way, because the, just plus for Lotus Petal is really not much. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not. Um, but, so that that's that guy. Um, uh, yeah, so the other uh, Planeswalker is another Ajani, Ajani Unyielding. Um, four green and a white for Planeswalker Johnny with four loyalty, plus two, so it goes to six. Reveal the top three cards from your library. Put all non-land permanent cards revealed this way into your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. Minus two, Swords to Plowshares. I mean, come on. That's swords cool. Swords to Plowshares, yeah. So uh, Johnny knows how to cast Swords to Plowshares. We know that now, story-wise. Uh, uh, minus nine, put five plus one plus one counters on each creature you control and five loyalty counters on each other planeswalker you control. I don't even think this is Nick Fit playable, but it is cool that it casts Swords of Plowshares. Um, yeah, I just think I mean, it's not impactful enough for six mana. Some sort of Bant, you know, uh, planeswalker deck in standard maybe wants this card, but I don't see this card being played in, in anything uh, eternal. Yeah, I'm disappointed that we didn't get a better Planeswalker from this set because I thought we had some pretty interesting ones in uh, in Kaladesh, but uh, unfortunately, I mean, uh, I'm still using Sahili Rai in my uh, in my vintage deck. I'm, I'm yeah, Sahili. I, I think Sahili. I wouldn't sleep on a three mana blue Planeswalker, and uh, I've seen her pop up in a couple of places. Um, the Oath of Ajani is green white. When it enters the battlefield, it's a legendary enchantment. When it enters the battlefield, put a plus one, plus one counter on each creature you control. Planeswalker spells you cast cost one mana less to cast. This is a card that could see some play, like all the other Oaths. They have little, you know, they have good, they have good and bad things going for them. Yeah. Um, the enter the battlefield anthem isn't great. I mean, if you have like a death Deathrite Shaman out, you're doing, you know, you're getting at least a two, three Deathrite out of it. And then you get a black, black Liliana, which is good, so... Um, Tezzeret's Touch, one blue and a black enchant artifact. Enchanted artifact is a creature with base power and toughness 5 5 in addition to its other types. When enchanted artifact is put into a graveyard, return that card to its owner's hand. So, yeah, I don't know if that's better than just straight up and soul artifact, but, um, I don't know if you have an opinion. <laughs> you don't? Yeah, I'm just going to look at the guys um, I mean, that's fine, but I feel like a lot of times when you're trying to install an artifact, your opponent's doing something to it as you're casting this, right? And giving yep. giving your opponent an extra turn, making this a slower sorcery speed 
thing, you know, it's not going to... I mean, slower by a turn, not slower. That The other one's also sorcery speed. It yeah. just gives your opponent more of a chance to, um, you know, make you look dumb for playing an all-in kind of card on, on something, and you won't even get the benefit of the extra mana if, if he does. Yeah. Um, yeah, no good. Renegade Rallier, one green and white. Creature Human Warrior, it is a 3-2. Revolt, when Renegade Rallier enters a battlefield, if a permanent you control but the battlefield this turn, return target permanent card with converted mana cost two or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. So this is a green-white value guy. Um, I, I do think it's worth noting that this returns lands, because those are permanent cards with converted mana cost two or less. So, death right, wasteland. This guy, wasteland again. I mean, it's pretty. That's a pretty cool turn. <laughs> um, I've, I've, I. There's always a little, little bit of value you can extract out of these things. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bring. just thinking about this guy in like, you know, the um, hate bears deck in modern, um, and combining, you know, this with lean and arbiter. And uh, what's it called Restoration Angel, right? Like, and uh, right, yeah, know, uh, actually, yeah. it's called Ghost Quarter, right? Like, just oh, that's brutal. Just yeah, like, screwing with your opponent's mana base. Um, you know, it's it's not something that's necessarily great right now in modern, but uh, if if they slow modern down a little bit, this this card with Restoration Angel could be pretty brutal. I hadn't even thought of that. Restoration Angel, it's funny because it triggers off of itself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, Revolt and Restoration Angel is is definitely interesting. Great. Um, this is the the last card I can think of that is interesting. Um, potentially for Legacy. Trophy Mage, 2 and a blue. 2-2 two, two creature, Human Wizard. When it enters a battlefield, search your library for an artifact with converted mana cost exactly 3. Reveal it. And put it in your hand. Three ball mage? Three ball mage. And, you know, this thing, Ancient Tomb Lotus Petal this. Next turn, land free ball, three ball. Yeah. Attack with a two-two. Um, you know, if such a deck exists. It Also, I guess the other major cards is Crucible of Worlds is a three drop. Yeah. Um, any sword of X and Y is a three drop. Um, there's another, there's got to be another three drop that we were talking about. Um, tangle wire, metal worker, yeah, I or said, metal worker. Too. I said tangle wire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I thought metal worker oh. as well. I think that would be a two. Yeah, metal worker is a two. Okay. Really, I thought it was a three. Interesting. Oh, it is a three. Metal worker is a three. No, I'm I am wrong then. So, um, yeah, I don't know why I thought it was a two and then a three, but uh, tangle wire is really good though. I mean, again, really tangle wire, because I mean, you want it when you want it, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then you can tap this to the tangle yeah, wire. Yeah. So you've got it. It's a body that lets you tap to it. Um, what else is a three? I guess that's pretty much it. So there's uh, was well, planar bridge, six mana legendary artifact. This is like a story card, but it's eight eight and tap. Search your library for a permanent. Put it onto the battlefield and shuffle your library. It's a pretty cool. Uh... The question is like, let's say you're like a twelve post deck or a Tron deck. What do you feel about just like putting a bunch of these in and then putting down like 
ratcheting down your payoff cards, right? Like you just use this to search up all your horrific dudes or Karns or whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah I mean, that, that's pretty brutal, actually. Doesn't die to abrupt decay, so it's not like most artifacts. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm at the I'm at the end here. Anything else you want to talk about from the no, set? No. I think there's a lot of cool. I think there's a lot of cool cards in this set, though, right? Yeah, this set has like, has some has some serious legs, I think, and and I think that, um, you know, we'll, we'll have to see what comes out in the next couple of days. But I if if I were to if I were to buy foils today, fatal push, and um. What's it called? Uh, what was the other card I was really into? Oh, and uh, the Heart of Kieran. Heart of Kieran, yep. Maybe Veral. That seems like a card people would play in foil yeah. if it if it does anything. Um, so the Grand Prix weekend starts tomorrow. Um, You've got a pass, right? I do have a pass to uh, unlimited, uh, whatever they're called, Grand Prix trials tomorrow. Um, sorry, you couldn't you couldn't make it. It yeah. looks like it's gonna be. I wish I wish I could. I think I'm I'm gonna try and make sure that I definitely get out for uh, the um, the um, Las, Vegas. Las Vegas one. That way, like I'm I, you know, I'm set and ready for Las Vegas. Maybe something will come out that'll make my deck playable. Well, it's actually kind of funny. I I, I seriously spent you know an like an evening on MagicCards.info trying to find a one black mana removal spell that didn't make me want to kill myself to play for my bug deck. And then this, they spoiled Fatal Push the next day. <laughs> yeah. So, but then I decided, like, you know what? I'll just play the four color deck this week, then, and I'll just refine the three color deck for Vegas. Yeah. I really do. I, I, Leovold has been sold out everywhere. I don't know how surprised people are going to be to see him, but he's re- been really good. I've drawn a lot of cards off him in some testings. So I want to. I really want to play him. I really want to play Abrupt Decay and Lightning Bolt the same deck. And uh, just have the consistency of blue. I just, I just sort of looked at the metagame and realized that like Deathrite Shaman is way more common than Blood Moon. Yeah. And really, the reason I was playing three colors was because I was scared of losing a turn one Blood Moon. But I just kept losing a turn one Deathrite Shaman. <laughs> just had to have a bolt for it, you know. Yeah. So, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna suck it up and uh, lose to Blood Moon tomorrow or this weekend. But I brought a lot of decks. I brought Reanimator, brought Delver, brought Miracles. I don't know if I'll play that in the grind. Whoa, maybe in the Miracles. Mirror Last Grendel. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, like, I won't have to play too many. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the the hope is you win the first one, and then you can just value out the rest of the day by like, you know, entering sealed people. tournaments and dropping. Yeah. <laughs> sealed tournaments. Oh my god, that's amazing. Can no, do I don't that? know if they even have them. No, I don't know if they even have them. I, like, I just, I just thought it'd be go. funny. That's the way to do it. Uh, and I'm done. I'll just sign up for the next one. Oh, I'm done. I'll sign up for the next one. It's a forty dollar box. <laughs> if you right? do it that way, right? Just sign up, get your six packs, and drop. No, I know, but I wouldn't do that. But um, maybe play some modern. I brought modern John. Um. So, but yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how many people we get. I mean, it's it's kind of a bummer that it's not going to be aired. On Twitch, and also it's cold and icy here, and it's the week after New Year's. So I really hope that, uh, you know, if it's lukewarm, that people, that it doesn't get interpreted as people don't want to play Legacy because, I mean, it's hard. It's hard to travel like this in the winter, you know? Yeah. A right lot of people. Christmas, like, it's, it's like, you know, you just, you just did all the Christmas shopping and stuff, and now you're on to 
Like, oh, let's just blast out a bunch more money to play Magic, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's not cheap. <laughs> Actually, there's a really there's a really nice-looking Underground C playmat hand-painted by uh, the artist, but it's $200. Oh my so gosh, I was like, yeah. well, maybe if I win. <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, yeah, the other reason I can't come uh, is because the Kickstarter for my company ends on Saturday. So I've really got to be aware of that and, like, on top of that the whole thing. Oh, geez, yeah. Well... Um, I think, you know, this will be a good way to kick off the year in Legacy. We'll get to see. It'll be the, and, you know, the other thing is after this week we get a ban and restricted update. And I don't uh, – I, I bet they will not be able to take the effects of this or the uh, results of this Grand Prix into effect. No. Because don't they have to – that decision has been made. Yeah, I'm sure those decisions are made already. Like unless something really crazy happens where like every single person is playing like – the same card like they're not going to be like oh we need to you know that's only an emergency ban situation but i'm sure that at least some amount is there's there's some stuff on a tipping point that they might be like oh if we see it we'll definitely go if not we'll just let it go so i'm sure a little bit but not to the point where like you know it would matter uh yeah i mean brainstorm can 32 out of 32 atop a pretty easily um, true. I don't think they won't ban it, but uh, you know, if there's a lot of miracles decks, maybe we would see something come out of that. That's, I guess, that's really what you expect, though, right? You expect miracles, death and taxes, Eldrazi, and some sort of Delver variant. A lot of people are, you know, probably going to be packing graveyard hate for the Reanimator deck, the black red one. Yeah, that's what I'm expecting at least. I I did bring it to enter a grinder and see if anyone has Graph Digger's Cage <laughs> in their deck, but. Uh, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to seeing everyone playing Legacy tomorrow, and uh, hopefully we'll have a nice a nice strong showing here in Louisville, where it is 19 degrees and there's a sheet of ice on everything. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, anything else? That's I think that's it, man. Um, All right. Good luck. Thanks, and uh, yeah. we'll talk. Well, unless there's like a crazy ban restricted update, I'll. I'll be ready next week with some uh, with the stories of what what happened. Awesome stuff. All right. All right. Thanks everyone. Have a good night. Where does he get those wonderful toys?